Hello and welcome back to We Were Wondering. I'm Fiona. And I'm Peyton. And today we're going to be talking about LSD. So LSD, which is lysergic acid diethylamine, is a synthetic chemical that is made from ergot, which is a fungus that grows on rye. So it's drugs. (laughs) Um, So So true. So just in case you didn't know what LSD is, it's acid. So yeah, ergot is a fungus that is synthesized into LSD. Um, It was discovered by Albert Hoffman, who... sources vary on how exactly it went down basically he worked for a pharmaceutical lab and was synthesizing ergot to research potential medicinal purposes um the research was discontinued according to some sources and years later he went back to it and some sources say he ingested it on accident and some say it was on purpose and somewhat controlled Hmm. So, I don't know exactly what it is, but um, he ingested around 250 micrograms of what would later be referred to as LSD or acid, and he, at least according to the source that I read, had a horrible experience, stating that he saw demons and things around him that began to, like, objects around him began to turn into these horrifying creatures, and he felt possessed and, like, he wasn't in control, and this would later be known as the first ever acid trip. Um, This happened on April 19th, I believe, which is a date that we now, you may have heard, called Bicycle Day. It's called Bicycle Day because he first began to feel the effects of LSD while riding his bike home. Hmm. Um, So yeah, that's a little bit of like backstory about how LSD was discovered and kind of the intention behind it at the time. Um, I do have a fun fact for you about Ergot. So, some historians believe that Ergot may have caused the Salem witch trials because... Oh, because they're, like, all, like, tripping or, like... Well, so, Er LSD is a hallucinogen, so it causes the hallucinations. Um, But Ergot, the fungus itself, is highly poisonous. And so ergot poisoning can cause vision problems, confusion, spasms, convulsion, unconsciousness, and death um, in extreme cases. So with the Salem Witch Trials, the girls would fall unconscious for extended periods of time, and then they'd have these convulsions or spasms, which people in the town believed, you know, rightfully so, that it was demons and (laughs) possession. They're being possessed by the devil. And so the couple of girls that it, like, initially affected, some historians believe that they may have had ergot poisoning from the rye fields nearby nearby if they had ingested any of it. Um, Hmm. And that could cause all of those effects. And then it furthered and furthered because of likely people lying because they saw how much attention the girls were getting and things like that. And then, yeah, Salem Witch Trials happened. So that's one theory, and it's interesting. So I thought I'd include it. No, I do always wonder, I'm like, how do people, like, come up with all of these things? You know, like, even, like, methods of, like, ingesting, like, various different drugs. I'm like, who did that first? Mm -hmm. Like, how did you, how did we get to this? Yeah. I wonder that with, like, shrooms. Mm -hmm. Like, who went around testing what different mushrooms do? (laughs) Like, some are just food. Some are highly poisonous and kill you. And some... I've never 
than on mushrooms, but our drugs. <laughs> I don't know all the effects <laughs> of shrooms. This is an episode about shrooms, but yeah, I always wonder where these things started. Oh, I know. Right, so now we're going to talk about a little about like what exactly happens when you take acid. First of all, a person's experience while doing acid is called a trip. This typically begins between 20 to 90 minutes after taking it and can last from 10 to 12 hours. And kind of when it starts, how long it lasts can depend on the person's mental state, the dose, the purity, the content of it. And some say that your mindset going into it has a lot of impact on the experience. Because of this, you probably shouldn't do it if you're depressed or in a bad mood or really anxious because that it can just like kind of take on those emotions and amplify them. It can cause several different things while you're on an acid trip. It can cause visual distortions. This could be colors that are unnaturally bright, shapes that are swirling, inanimate objects that are moving around. It cause sensory changes, like you may feel like you're hearing or tasting colors or seeing sounds. It can also, and one that people talk about, is it can cause hallucinations. You may hear, see, or feel things that aren't actually there, and it can be really hard to distinguish these things from reality. Now, a lot of times this is very pleasant and nice and therapeutic, but it can also be negative. It can also cause mood changes. You might feel very intense feelings of affection towards others, the people you're with, or on the flip side, it might also make you angry or paranoid. And these moods can change pretty rapidly, so you might be feeling some very intense mood swings. In terms of physical changes, it can lead to increased heart rate, sweating, increased blood pressure. A lot of times there is a total absence of hunger while you're on the trip. So even though like your body might need food, you're not going to be like as hungry. You're not going to be thinking about like your kind of basic needs as much. Okay, so let's take a look at what is happening inside the brain when you take LSD. So your brain has multiple different receptors in it, but we're going to be looking at the serotonin receptor. So imagine this receptor is kind of the shape of an uppercase Y. So the LSD compound hits the receptor in the where the two lines of the Y meet the base of the Y, and the way that it hits it causes the, res, uh, the, the serotonin receptor to kind of close around the LSD compound, essentially, kind of trapping it. So this then causes that receptor to continuously fire, um, which leads to those hallucinations that Fiona was talking about. The LSD eventually degrades, um, but it can take over 12 hours, like Fiona said, leading to long acid trips. Um, because of this process, it means that it's not an addictive drug in terms of your body won't grow to depend on it, but people may enjoy the trip, want to do it again. Uh, they may view it as some sort of escape or if they have pleasant experience want to do it again but their body never physically craves the drug the way it does other drugs meaning making it not addictive on a like scientific level if that makes sense um and then after this trip some people report having almost a sort of like afterglow where they feel lighter and happier than normal and this elevated mood can sometimes last for weeks it's been kind of theorized that lsd could in small doses could potentially be used as treatment for like depression or anxiety. Um, but this does not occur for everyone, even if the trip is good. You're not necessarily going to feel like great after. Mm -hmm. um, and reflections and thoughts from your trip can also impact you long term, whether it be good or bad. It might kind of spark a more pa positive outlook or you might have an experience that kind of changes your behavior or outlook on things. Once again, when this can be good or bad, it might be 
mm-hmm. you had a really disturbing hallucination that like changes the way you perceive things like it could be a bad thing yeah one thing that i found was interesting um so like i said with the background of it it was people were originally looking into lsd for like medicinal purposes but quickly got rid of that idea but there is some studies that say that it could be used in certain therapies with microdosing but there's not a lot of studies about it it's not like a it's at least not a current option but one thing i saw was people who have like extreme fear of death which can lead to obviously like intense anxiety and a lot of um a lot of mental health issues people can sometimes describe lsd trips as almost like a spiritual experience because it um there's a term for it ego dissolution the disintegration of boundaries between oneself and the world so you feel more like connected to the world but also somewhat disconnected from yourself but it can be in like a positive way or in a negative way but it can be positive and people who have had that fear immense fear of death have come out of it with this almost like spiritual awakening of like death is just part of life and like they they feel like they have this newfound understanding of life um Mm -hmm. and i think that's something that not that specifically, but having some sort of spiritual experience is very common during an acid trip, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. I feel like we should also preface, Fiona and I have never taken acid. <laughs> yes. Because um, that don't... would be and... illegal. Yeah. And I promise we're not lying. Um, yeah. We like genuinely. <laughs> that makes it sound like we are. We're genuinely yeah. not. Guys, like I, I swear. <laughs> guys. Like, guys, no. no. Why would you think? um no but like it's an actual no like i it actually is not happening it's it's terrifying um (laughs) to me at least i don't know it just even like we can get into uh so like people will take micro doses which is about one like a tenth of a normal dose Mm -hmm. and uh that normal dose being the one one hundredth of a gram like very 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 small amount um yeah which won't cause the hallucinations, but it can just increase mood and creativity and stuff like that. And even knowing that, I'm like, I still would never. It's too yeah. scary to me. People that have, like, terrifying experiences on it. Like, I don't want to hallucinate. doesn't sound fun. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, on that note, let's talk about some of the bad things that yeah. <laughs> could potentially happen and might mm-hmm. steer you away from trying it. And also, but right, like to kind of lead into this a little bit, there is a, a very much a lack of scientific knowledge about LSD and about all of the effects that it can have. So that alone, like we don't fully know all of the effects on your brain, on your body, and like the dangers it could possess down the road. So even just that knowledge is enough for me to be like, eh, maybe not. Um, but... We, we do have some some specific things that can happen that have been discovered. Yes, because obviously there's good trips and there's bad trips. Um, you might have hallucinations that can cause severe paranoia and terror or that cause you like great mental distress. Your kind of mild anxiety can very quickly involve into like a full-blown panic and you might become paranoid of those around you or angry. And for this reason, if you ha- if you have a family history of certain mental health conditions like schizophrenia or psychosis, 
you should definitely stay away from acid as it's more likely to kind of trigger a bad trip. And it also has been kind of causally, it's been linked in some ways to like setting off mental health problems. Some research suggests that it could trigger schizophrenia if you're predisposed to it, but the results are unclear. And either way, you're just much more likely to have a bad trip if you have kind of this history or this predisposition of certain mental health conditions. Um, And even a trip that begins positive can turn bad, which is why it's important to have a trusted person with you for the duration of the trip in case something happens. Mm -hmm. And this goes for anybody because also one person can have a dramatic variety of, like somebody can have a series of really good trips and think that that's just what it is. And then all of a sudden, because of some circumstance or because of really no uh, at least recognizable circumstance, have a really, really bad trip. So it's yeah. never a sure thing. Where You're never going to be able to figure out like how you react to it because there's no consistency. Yeah. Um, also, something I found interesting in my research, which I guess is like something I could have put together myself, but not something I thought of. But because it alters reality, you might not know like what you're actually doing or experiencing. So like mm-hmm. if you don't have someone with you, you might like walk into a busy street without realizing it. Or you might be like leaning too far over a balcony and like you're like, oh my God, like I want to, there's something right here I want to touch. And then you like fall off. Like, you know, you have to, yeah. you're not as conscious of like your personal safety and like this, your surroundings. Yeah. Some of the, um, I watched a lot of videos of people talking about like their experiences and one, uh, video I watched that had more to do with basic information about LSD in general was saying that some of the, like (laughs) people, there's portrayals in like media of people on LSD doing like impossible things. Like, like the effects of LSD are really, um, exaggerated sometimes in media and, um, people, like, it's not that everyone on LSD, like, believes they can fly or, you know, things like that. That's over-exaggerated. Yeah. But, um, one guy that I watched a video of, he said that somebody he knew or was near him and he heard about it. It's not that they, like, believed they could fly or believed some, like, superhuman thing, but they were on a roof and they were looking down at a swimming pool and they fully saw water in the pool and yeah. jumped off the roof into the pool, but there was no water in the pool, and they hit the concrete. And so yeah. it, it causes, it's not so much that you believe, which this could probably happen, just not as common as it's made out to seem. Um, like, believing you have any superhuman abilities, it's more just you can't trust anything that you see is real. Because, I mean, seeing water in a pool seems completely reasonable. Water is supposed to be in a pool, yeah. but there was no water in the pool, and that's the important detail. <laughs> So just that's the importance of having a person with you, a sober person with you. And uh, also, like, if you're gonna take acid, don't. But like, if you're gonna (laughs) do it safely and like, look out as a a sober person planning it, look out for yourself. (laughs) Um, Because dangerous things can happen on it even if it's a good trip. (laughs) Like, it Mm -hmm. can end really badly. More just yeah, like make sure you're with someone that you trust Mm -hmm. because then obviously like also if you're with like a bad person like you might get paranoid of them and that obviously that could happen if you're with a good person too I suppose but yeah be worse if you're with someone you hate so (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) if sober you wouldn't hang out with them 
don't have you on LSD. Is that the term sober? Like, I know that works with alcohol and like some drugs, but like, yeah, I think it, it's it's like sober for everything, all of them, because sober okay. is like just substances. Yeah, with that, uh, you can. If you're on, don't do acid and don't, drive. Yeah. Um, it's still a crime. It's still a crime. Period. Yeah. You could face fines or legal repercussions. Yeah. You would be. You'd face more charges because you'd be charged for doing LSD and charged for driving under the influence. Yeah. Obviously, not only could you face legal repercussions, but because of its illegal status, like all substances, it's unregulated, so you don't know what could potentially be in it or how strong it may be. Though, um, it is. Because it's fairly cheap, it isn't as often cut with other drugs, so, like, you're less Mm -hmm. likely to have it, like, cut with something as you would with other more expensive drugs. Yeah. Also, even though it's not addictive and you won't experience, like, withdrawals from it, you can still build up a tolerance, and increased amounts could be dangerous. Mm -hmm. So, that's important to consider. And it's, it's not addictive in a, like, its actual properties aren't addictive, but I feel like you can also still get addicted in a sense to the experience where like yeah. you're chasing that like feeling if you have positive experiences. And so then that even more so would lead to building up that tolerance. Oh, yeah. But, um, also, like this might be the, you know, stating the obvious, but here's another important note. It is illegal. <laughs> While there are studies about therapeutic use of LSD and it potentially helping. Oh my god, I remembered what I was going to say earlier. Never ever ever take it while you are under the influence of other things, but also like watch out any medicines you're taking. Like this should go for any substance that you're ever yeah. using, but like make extra sure <laughs> because I just read some things that were scary about that, but I didn't write them down specifically. Yeah, as I was saying, while there are studies about therapeutic uses of LSD, those are things that there are there are just there are not enough research about it to know that it could be helpful and there are no accepted medicinal purposes currently. So, it's it's entirely illegal, but depending on the state sentencing is a little bit different, but for a first-time offense of being on LSD, you could be facing one to three years in jail and a fine anywhere between 1000 and 25000 US dollars. And that number will increase on any future offenses. This is just for possessing the drug, actually, not even necessarily just being on it. But selling the drug is a federal offense and will lead to a much longer imprisonment. I read things like around 10 years imprisonment, heftier fines. Like, it's just, you know... So with this, and kind of what inspired our discussion of this podcast topic, um, there's lots of stories of people claiming that they're, they've been like stuck in a trip, or they have had like an incredibly long trip, or they've done it once, and then they've never been the same. And this is an actual thing. There is some truth to this, and we wanted to research that a little bit more too. Yeah, so this experience is known as, I can never say this word, hallucinogen persisting perception disorder or hppd hppd on like a basic level is reliving elements of a trip slash hallucinations days months or even years after cessation of drug usage it is not the same as being on lsd and it usually only consists of the visual elements of a trip meaning someone is going about their day 
and will see something that isn't there that stems from this previous previous LSD usage. So um, commonly this is like flashbacks to like, but very real, like you were physically seeing it. Um, Flashbacks or visual disturbances such as extremely vivid color, difficulty reading, flashes of color, lingering outlines of objects, seeing images within images, etc. Um, And it is pretty much unknown how or why this occurs. Um, So researchers have Researchers have recognized two types of HPPD. The first is kind of what I was just talking about, the flashbacks and the general, like, um, lingering hallucinations, but you're still, you're out of the trip, and it they just appear, they can, it can take months for it to appear. Um, the second is a more long-term HPPD. Um, research is extremely limited about HPPD in general. Um, there are a few cases of it. It's hard to estimate the amount of people affected by it, given that the drug is illegal, so patients might not admit to it, and doctors also have limited knowledge about it, making a diagnosis extremely difficult. But from what I gathered, this type 2 HPBD consists of the hallucinations itself from the trip lasting months after ceasing the drug use. So they might vary in intensity from day to day, like you might have a good day but the hallucinations themselves never really seem to go away. Often they will, after months, I think, but some people have had to undergo, like, have had to Mm -hmm. check into an institution where they can be monitored and taken care of because they can't distinguish what's real. You get to the point where, I mean, if, if you're constantly living in a state of hallucination, you really can't trust that anything is real and that would take a huge mental toll on somebody. So yeah, that's kind of the only way to deal with it. Since there is such limited knowledge, there's not like a treatment because it's not even an easily diagnosable thing. So yeah, scary. And it is, it's most commonly diagnosed in those who do have, uh, once again, a history of pre-existing psychological disturbance or chronic substance abuse, but it can arise in anyone even with just one instance of use. So even if Although it is, like, more common in those who have kind of pre-existing conditions or use it more frequently, it can happen to anyone. And they're really, like Peyton said, there's not much that's known about it or much research on it or really any treatment for it besides, like, like treatment for, like, anxiety and related conditions. Um, so one specific case of this occurring came from an insider article about someone named Callan Garamani, um, who tried acid as a teenager and believes he still feels the effects nine years later. Oh my god. Um, yeah. He had been experimenting with various different hallucinogens for several years with no issues before trying acid that he got from a friend at around age 17 or 18. And he had a very pleasant trip the first time and decided to do it again the next day. The second time, he took two doses and said that the pain he felt was indescribable. I'm pretty sure in the article, like, it said, he said he, like, literally felt like the synapses in his brain were, like, breaking apart. He said, like, looking back, he now believes that what he tried may not have been fully LSD, which, once again, brings about another problem of drugs like this. You don't 100% know what's in it. And at age 27, he still experiences repercussions from it. He said immediately after, he dealt with depersonalization and derealization, 
and that he had to pretty much relearn how to be himself and act in social situations. He also reports seeing the world around 20 to 25 percent smaller than it actually is like everything just seems like smaller and like further away he said every time he blinks lights bend like he's squinting at them so it's like it's not necessarily like you're like seeing people like seeing ghosts like it's like things like that where it's like everything is like wrong like your perception of things is different and that can like continue yeah there is a separate term for that Um, that's also known as Alice in Wonderland syndrome, which is everything consists of objects and people appearing out of proportion. So the size of things won't make sense, like in the story of Alice in Wonderland, which some believe actually that that story is like describing what it's like to be on LSD, um, the hallucinations experienced, which another thing, this can also, the Alice in Wonderland syndrome, not HPPD. Um, can also occur in a very small percentage of people who suffer from migraines. Like, Hmm. that kind of, your perception of proportion and, like, physical things that are really there is skewed a bit, which I hadn't thought of. Um, But I'm assuming that that Alice in Wonderland syndrome is something that can be kind of grouped in with HPPD in some situations. Yeah, right, it's it's still, like, the whole thing is, like, hallucinations and, like, yeah lingering after effects creepy i don't like it that's so like other drugs they can obviously have lasting impacts and can really deteriorate deteriorate your like mind and body but the like the hallucinogens that's that whole that's terrifying to me i also like very briefly looked at like ketamine and stuff and i was like that's just (laughs) scary like i don't know i don't get it like i get it i guess but i don't get it yeah how it can be like so good or so bad like it can be Mm -hmm. like life-changing in like a good way and like there are some people who are like oh my god like this was the best experience it was so eye-opening and then there Mm -hmm. are some people that were like yeah that was like traumatizing and horrible and it's so unpredictable Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, the more frequently you take it, the more likely you are to have a bad trip. But, like, there's no predicting it. Like, there are things, like, if you are feeling extremely anxious or something before going on a trip. (laughs) It sounds fun. It's (laughs) um, going on a trip. But (laughs) an LSD trip, like, can increase your likelihood of having a really bad trip. You can also just be having a normal day, and that's what's terrifying. Yeah. Basically, if you're going to do it, follow some safeguards like we've discussed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do it and responsibly, like any other substance. Yeah. Like, I don't know. All this stuff. I'd say um, sit and research it for a while, and maybe you won't want to anymore. <laughs> because it there's a lot of negative things. Like, yes, there are plenty of people who have had decent experiences, but... I don't know. After reading all this, I would never. Yeah, no, it isn't. And I will say, there is, like, debate over whether or not, like, people say the whole getting stuck in a trip thing. And there's debate over whether or not that's a real thing. Because, like, obviously, like, like this case I discussed, it was nine years later, and it's like the, the acid isn't still in his system, whatever. And I think kind of the most accepted or most prominent idea is that it might just bring out other mental issues or like really exemplify and like exacerbate other issues and not necessarily that like mm-hmm. you're still fully on acid because obviously you're not and it might yeah. trigger like we talked about other conditions like this HPPD it might 
trigger something that was dormant within you. It might increase anxiety. It might unlock some weird section of yourself, whether it be good or bad once again. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fiona and I went on trips recently. <laughs> oh, yeah. Trips. <laughs> trips you wouldn't even believe. Yeah. Panama City Beach, baby. New York. <laughs> those yeah go on those kinds of trips yeah listen go go on spring break not on acid or summer vacation i guess it doesn't have to be spring break yeah or any vacation yeah if you're not in school i don't want to never have like summer or spring break oh i know or things again one of my teachers said that um, when we got back, he was like, was this anybody's last spring break? And I was like, oh, God, please stop. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, well, technically you get um, spring break. It's just called unpaid vacation days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that wraps up our research about acid trips. Um, I once again hope you enjoyed. Hope you learned something. Um, I I hope this impacted your decision to take acid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One thing before we close out, um, our upload date is changing. We are now going to upload on Wednesdays. Just fits our schedule better. So next Monday, I'm so sorry. No new episode. But next Wednesday, there will be. Oh, yeah. Next Monday, yeah, use your time to, you know, binge watch all our old ones. Yeah, catch up. In preparation, yeah, because we know you want to. (laughs) Yeah, lots of great stuff out there. But if you want to for sure stay updated on everything, follow us on Twitter and on TikTok because we will remind you again Mm -hmm. that it's coming out on Wednesday. This is true. And on TikTok recently, the way I've been kind of doing it is whenever we either... The day that we upload the podcast or the day before, I'll post a little sneak peek. Some of yeah. them give you a little a bit of insight into the episode and some of them are just fun. But at the least, it will alert you that we are posting a new episode coming up and it will say the topic. Um, yeah. So follow us there. It's just at We Were Wondering Podcast on TikTok. Yes, Twitter, at We Were Wondering. No G. <laughs> Should we tell them what our next episode's going to be? Oh, yeah. All right. Next week, our... Are you ready? I don't know if you're ready. I, I don't know if are I'm ready? ready. I mean... Are you ready? I don't know. <laughs> um, next week, we're going to be discussing The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Seems like a great thing to follow up acid trips with. Right? Because that feels like a trip <laughs> of the <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. So, bit of a topic change, but I think it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. We're excited, so tune in next Wednesday to see that episode. Oh, yeah. Bye. Bye.